Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake. Except no substitute. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Hello, Katie. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm pretty great. We've got uh, must-hear music coming up today with Billboard.com senior editor, Joe Lynch. Ooh la la. Well, stay (laughs) tuned for that in just a second, because as always, the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got must-hear music. Joe and the team will be chatting about Miley Cyrus's new single, Malibu, which will make its television debut on the Billboard Music Awards next weekend. Yes. <laughs> new albums from Harry Styles and much more. So stick around for all of that in just a bit. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or at KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, and why wouldn't you want to, (laughs) visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Well, uh, now that we have two of One Direction's members uh, releasing their own albums, Zayn last year, now we have Harry Styles' new album, um, do we have thoughts on perhaps favorite solo efforts from boy banders, like post-boy band success, solo uh, entry into the world? It could be a song or it could be an album. Oh, I have thoughts. Well, we, we, we know that you love Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to talk about Justin Timberlake no, now. this was all a setup. <laughs> you talk about Justin. But really, Justin Timberlake, I think, had one of the smoothest transitions from boy band to solo career of all time. And I think it's a credit to Like I Love You, an amazing debut solo single, and Justified as a whole album. Mm-hmm. And working with Pharrell and Timbaland and having them on his side and really kind of, you know, having a legit radio hip-hop sound right out of the gate they also smartly kind of like like sort of segued him into that because the celebrity album from nsync 
was a showcase for Justin as kind of like a rhythmic R&B artist. And like songs like Girlfriend was That was like a preview for Justified. Yeah. And Gone was virtually a Justin Timberlake solo single yeah. also. How about you, Keith? Um, well, I know this doesn't technically count because Michael Jackson had solo things before Off the Wall, but... I mean, oh, off- you're gonna play the MJ card, huh? The well, most, <laughs> the best I'm example not, I'm of not all picking, time. I'm not picking like Ben or like his <laughs> early '70s stuff. I'm thinking like Off the Wall was his Epic Records debut. It was when he was sort of, you know, properly like a, a, uh, his debut as a man, like as a you know a fully formed solo artist. And you know, Off the Wall is just a perfect album. Still a classic, Still a and classic. hopefully Harry's might be a future classic as well. We'll find out now on Must Hear Music. Hello and welcome to the Mustard Music Podcast. My name is Joe Lynch and I'm sitting here with Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? And special guest John Norris. What's up, guys? Uh, John has been on the podcast before, but back in also the day. back in the day, but more importantly, um, well, maybe not more importantly, eh, probably more importantly, maybe. let's be honest, recently uh, interviewed the one and only Miley Cyrus for the last cover of Billboard, which was an incredible story. Uh, this was her first interview in a while, like definitely our first substantial interview in years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we finally have that first taste of the new album, untitled album. It's called Malibu. Um, but you, so you were in her studio with her. Yeah. Um, there is video of that on Billboard.com right now. She kind of like walks through the new song. Um, but before we, I guess, just talk about it. Uh, well, let, let's before we dive in, like let's. Uh, so the new song um, finds Miley kind of going. Away from the bangers, like hip hop inflected direction, um, more of a Cheryl Crow, like half country, half California folk pop vibe. Um, it's very relaxed, laid back, melodic, very sweet romantic song. Yep. Uh, Co written with Oren Yoel, I think Yo, is his name yep. pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote Adore You on the bangers album. So it kind of has, that, I think, that similar, like, beautiful, like, romanticism about yes. it. Um, but he also you... wrote Baby Talk, which wasn't so romantic, but was awesome, <laughs> awesome from Dead Pets. But anyway, so I, I, we did, we so did. you were you you heard the song way before anyone else. Yeah, you were in the studio with her. Yeah. Um, what did when you first heard it? What did you think? Like, were you surprised by this direction compared to Bangers and Dead Pets? Mind you, when I went out there, I I've been told almost nothing, almost nice. nothing about the sound of the record. So mm. I, I was, I was, com- I was really flying blind as far as talking about the music. It's it sort of um, in any kind of specific way. But um, so, but all I've been told was it's a bit in a bit more of a singer songwriter kind of vein, and that's it. And um, so. Uh, yeah, but I lo- I mean I love Malibu. I I, I uh, but I love Dead Pets too. I'm I told her, <clears throat> excuse me, I told her that I was probably one of the few people who actually liked Dead Pets more than Bangers. And she's like I am right there with you. And she's like oh, that's crazy. why you're here. She goes, "I want you to tell Adam that her manager Adam." She goes, "I want you to tell Adam that because I he never believed in Dead Pets." <laughs> and um and she and, and I used to tell him, "I know you don't. I can tell in your face you don't believe in Dead Pets." But um yeah, clearly she's made a decision to um, to make a real uh, abrupt turn, and it's not just Malibu. I mean, the whole record is very much. Um, I don't want to say it sounds like Malibu because there's a lot of there's some different flavors on it, but yeah, I mean, it couldn't be more different from the last couple of records. And um, so I was, yeah, I was blown away when I heard Malibu, but in a in a nice way. I thought it was really really sweet. So yeah, 
one thing I'm curious because I and we were t- talking, arguing. One might even say, yeah, Jason we were and I about arguing. this earlier because I love Malibu. Mm-hmm. Jason's a little more suspicious of it. it. Suspic- suspicious <laughs> of it. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> What's she up to here? Yeah. What is she doing? Um, one thing I really like about it is, you know, and I loved um, the bangers hits, but they were like such big. You know, Max Martin, Dr. Lukey choruses. I like that this is more subdued, that like it is very catchy, but like it doesn't, like the chorus doesn't like bludgeon you over the head. Like by the third time you hear it, you're not like, okay, here's the chorus again. Like right. it's, it's very, it's more organic. It's like a more, it kind of like I said, like a 70s California pop sort of thing. For like, sure. I like that show. I hadn't heard that before, but I like because there's a, there's a little bit of a soak up the sun kind of. Oh, really, John? Huh? I said the same thing oh, a couple did. hours ago, and, and everyone kind of laughed at me. Well, like we, no, we, oh, I, I, I love soak up the sun. I, I don't know why Jason Thank was saying you, that like a bad thing. I think oh. soak up the sun is a classic. Oh, so you were saying that as a negative? Oh, okay. No. Well, oh. I was just saying that. Anyway, continue. Okay. No, no, no. I just I, I like that. I like the comparison. I was because um, I do. I think there's as you when you hear the record, there's definitely even like twangier. Uh, moments on the record than this and Billy Ray who I talked to also for the piece said that he felt like Malibu this is Billy Ray's description mind you mm-hmm. was he said John I don't know I don't know brother oh, I'd yeah. say I'd We're say it's a little bit a little bit Dolly Parton who of course you know is her godmother a little bit Dolly, a little bit Beach Boys, a little bit Roy Orbison. And that was wow. that was that was that, that was that's... his description of it. So you know for what that's worth. I, yeah. That's really funny. But that's what dad says about That's it. That's what dad says. Yeah. Um, and, he's, and he said he was, she, he thinks she's leaning into her roots more than ever, which, yeah. So the rest of what you've heard from it, are mm-hmm. there, like kind of what I was saying about the choruses, are like some of the other choruses more like, you think like kind of pop chart oriented, or are they all kind of this like more laid back singer songwriter No, thing? there's some there's some more aggressive song. There's, there's one... Uh, Sort of, uh, I guess I describe it as kind of '80s style power pop uh, track on it. I don't know how much nice. I'm. I, see, I really don't know how much I'm allowed to say, like in terms of titles and stuff, because right. I think I could be maybe to play it safe. Yeah, not, I, I should yeah. probably not do that. But but in in it and it's um it's a song that she said came to her like in a dream, almost fully formed in in a dream. And um, but it's it's uh, it's definitely got. Um, I mean, it doesn't sound like what's on pop radio that much today, but it definitely is a sounds like a single to me um and then there's a, a truly epic track um that's got this kind of anthemic build to it um that is i think lyrically maybe the most thematic uh, sort of kind of sets a kind of a thesis for where she's at right now and again i i mean i could tell you guys lyrics i could tell you guys titles but i think it's too early for that and i I've been, a laser you know. just appeared over your forehead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how I would exactly. Be so so anyway, yeah, I, I don't want to do that. But but there's a there's different things on it. And like I said, and there's a couple of moments that are um more kind of country flavored, folk flavored. Um there's a really a really <clears throat> quiet, completely acoustic track on it. Um there's a song, a really sweet song that that she wrote for Hillary Clinton, which is in mm-hmm. the article. Um so yeah, but uh I, I I'll say this. Don't don't expect anything that is, you know, typical of what radio dance pop electronic dance sort of oriented pop mm-hmm. today sounds like. I, I you can pretty much not know that there's not any of that on there. So is the Hillary song called Such a Nasty Woman? <laughs> 
Wow. Uh, it's called Inspired. Um, and I think that's... I shouldn't even have said that. Did I say that in the article? We can bleep that out. Was that in the article? Beep. I don't know. I can, it's uh, called... I, I really can't remember if that was in the article or not. I don't think it is. Okay. So, John, let me... Let me, let me uh, Joe, Joe has hinted correctly that I'm a little bit more lukewarm on Malibu. Let me ask you a question because you've heard some of these songs. The the comparison I keep going back to, I, I, I said Soak Up the Sun because of the video more than anything, where she's like yeah. tracing around on the beach and with balloons and having mm-hmm. a great time. She's soaking that, up the sun. She's mm-hmm. soaking up the sun, literally. Um, listening to this song, the artist comparison or the album comparison or whatever that I keep coming back to is uh, Justin Timberlake with the 2020 experience. Um, another album that was... You're looking a little skeptical, I'm but let me let me. But it doesn't sound like doesn't sound like the 2020 experience. But the 2020 experience was an album that was made while Justin Timberlake was in love, and it's in, it's about his marriage basically, and it's about like how happy he is. Like that's basically the point of 2020 experience is like he's settled down a little bit. He's super happy now, uh, and he's going to reflect. I mean, there's on nothing that wrong with being happy, right? Absolutely. This kind of this kind of reminds me of that that she's she's found some peace um, mm-hmm. that she's um, you know whereas bangers was definitely more aggressive in terms of style stylistic and and risk taking this is a little bit more subdued um, do you think I'm completely off the mark no I heard? don't think you're off the mark oh but, thanks John but, uh, how's but, it going Joe but, <laughs> but, but but I will say this that as you when you hear the album that not every track is as blissful. As mm-hmm. Malibu, I mean, okay. it, Malibu is is in a very happy place, and um, and there are definitely songs that have got that are infused with doubt and infused with um, and not just relationship doubt, just sort of life doubt, you know. But um, uh, and and some that are just more generally, like the one I mentioned before, the Hillary one. That this has more to do with, I don't know, just uh, general kind of inspiration and feeling positive about one's life and okay. and there's one that addresses sort of broadly addresses women in the workplace so it's not all that in that but Malibu for sure is okay. one of the more blissful tracks on the record um but I but just to also answer that I don't want to take too much time but no, no, but no, I think here here's the thing I might my take on this is when 2015 ended and she just finished Milky Milk Milk um, which I can't believe I missed that tour, dude. Like I heard it was like, like batshit. I actually, like, yeah, I've never seen Miley live. Yeah, crazy. Kind of well, bangers. I too, and I'm so sad. Yeah, I've never seen. I didn't see. Well, the bangers. Bangers was, bangers was great. I mean, it was like it's, and it doesn't get written enough about. I think is a is a really wonderful sort of pop experience extravaganza. But Milky Milk Milk was a whole another animal, from what I understand, from people who saw it, and and much more kind of raunchy and like almost like a punk burlesque kind of vibe. And when that ended, and she sort of felt like the the her experience, her long strange trip with the Flaming Lips had come to an end. Um, I don't think she really knew. At least she told me at the end of 2015, she didn't really know what was what 2016 would hold. And then this the voice offer kind of came out of the blue. Um, she really, I mean, she said to me, she's like, dude, the fact that Mark Burnett would want to hire me after I had had 30 drag queens and trans people on stage with me at the VMAs. And <laughs> and I just did this like, you know, tour where I was wearing a unicorn dick. Like, I mean, <laughs> more power to him. And I told Adam, her manager, she goes, I told him that was like karma. You know, like that, that was that meant we were on the right path. And so. 
so you know, I and I think that I think that two things. I think that the voice and knowing that she had this red state audience week in week out, and she was surrounded by more traditional music than than Dead Pets was offering up to sure. a large extent. And also the backyard sessions she did to, the year before, um, I think, you know, with, you know, Ariana and Melanie Safka, and she's doing Paul Simon songs and mm-hmm. like I, and, uh, in Crowded House. And I think that all of that probably, and this is me, she didn't explicitly say this, but I, I think that that kind of turned her more in this more traditional kind of song, singer-songwriter uh, direction. And perhaps the desire to make nice with more conservative elements of this rather Grand. divided country. We yeah. Have. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's that, all. I'm sorry to take so much of time. I that. can't wait to hear more. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, th- I'm a little bit disappointed with Malibu just because I think that I remember listening to we can't stop for the first time and just being <laughs> like so shocked and like, it was really a jarring experience coming from, um, the Can't Be Tamed album sure. that, that whose name I'm blanking on. Uh, maybe is it called? I think yeah, it's just called it's Can't, Can't Be Tamed. Tamed. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just remember listening to We Can't Stop. I was like, wow, this is like a really bold thing that she's doing, and it, and it's a great song. Um, this is definitely a little bit more like like you said, like it, it's definitely more singer songwriter, and she sounds great on it. I I just I don't think the song itself is connecting with me after just a couple listens, obviously, but. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what she does. You know, it's easy to like, it's easy to like boil all this down to be really, you know, to simplify it and go, oh, well, with Bangers, she took a hard left. And then with Dead Pets, she took a harder left. And now Mm -hmm. she's like, she's "Ah, back to the right, you know, (laughs) but I I, I don't know. I don't think she sees it that way. She's, I mean, at least what she told me anyway, she sees it all, all as sort of like, she says path. there's a little bit of bangers in there to me. She's, she says there's a little bit of my dead pet self in there. I'm a little bit of my 11-year-old Hannah Montana self, my can't be tamed self. So, you know, maybe it is a, just a more natural evolution. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, let's listen to some of it. Um, it is Miley Cyrus' new song, Malibu. Right, that was new Miley Malibu. Um, and for what it's worth, you're wrong, Jason. Nice. Um, no, I, after the I first hear couple any disagreement listens, between you guys, really. I I love it. Like, <laughs> What's the disagreement? Before, you're not really feeling it that much. Yeah. Oh. I, I I think it's great. I've, I've, after listening to it a couple of times, like I want to keep listening to it. I think yeah. it's very sweet and beautiful. And you know that song originated in a much more laid back, almost purely acoustic form. And it was later on that it got that rhythm track to it and became as propulsive as it is. And I'm, you know what? Glad for that because I'm afraid as pretty a song as it is, I I think in a, in a really stripped down slower version, Mm -hmm. it just wouldn't, I wouldn't connect in the way I think it's going to connect. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, cool. Well, let us talk about. Um, we have another enormous pop artist who's oh, yeah. making a huge statement. All and, right, uh, break from the <laughs> See, past. I like the weird stuff. Like I like like the dead pets. I was like, wow, this is not even. Uh, it, it doesn't. It's a total mess, but I love it. And mm-hmm. now, speaking of which, 
Speaking of uh, which, so ha- let's talk about Harry. our boy Harry Styles debut album <laughs> out uh jason lipschutz what are this you're, you're you're talking about this so you you also uh john got an early listen to miley you got an early listen to harry did a um days ago. what what are your uh thoughts on this man i i love this album so much i i i, I just like you know i i like sign of the times the the first single um mm-hmm. sweet creature i was like ah. It's, it's, it's okay it's kind of a on on the album it's actually kind of like a, a bridge track more than anything it's um there's 10 songs on the album that's the fifth song so it kind of separates the first and second halves of the album uh but yeah this this album is wild it, it, in terms of just like completely having zero aspirations for like hit singles uh being this like kind of gonzo 70s rock experiment uh some of the songs sound like crosby stills nash and young channeling some of them are like very much like kiss and like motley crew crazy um and and i just think but it actually really works like he's super compelling on it do you Um, feel like he sells the rock like the hard rock well he kind he does i mean he doesn't overdo it but there's definitely there's definitely elements of way more than the zane stuff or even the nile stuff um when comparing it to the other one direction members, there's definitely a little bit of that. Um, the end of the, not the end, but the most recent one direction albums, like right. their last one direction album, like had songs that sound like Fleetwood Mac and Oasis. Mm-hmm. And like, there's definitely some of that here, but, um, you definitely get this sense that like Harry is, is, is like this artiste. He really is like, he really is trying for something. Put a grandiose. On him. Give him some cigarettes. Yeah. And, and some of it doesn't work. Like some of it just kind of stumbles a little bit, but it's, it's a lot of it is really successful. I, I think the, the last, the last song, um, on the album is, is kind of this, like this very poetic, um, kind of acoustic song. It almost sounds like a Jose Gonzalez song and then strings wow. come in and, and vocal harmonies come in and it kind of builds up from there. But, you know, it's, it's about, um, you know, it's about loneliness. Like it's, it's, it's a really interesting listen. And, and I just like, you know, I'm all for more like grand shots being taken in pop, even when they don't like land all the way but I, I i i sat there listening to this album being like i can't wait to see this thing live i cannot wait to see how he does these songs live and yeah you know i liked the zane album but i don't think i got that kind of kind of sense and obviously he didn't tour behind it but um i just can't wait to see what he does to interpret these songs and like i think i mean obviously what sign of the times told us was that he's kind of going for this british arena rock vibe uh, bombast can we go with bombast, bombast? Yeah, is a perfect word it, and it's definitely a bomba- yeah. bombastic album but it's 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 intimate in parts like it's it's very it's 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 very it was a very surreal listen knowing that oh like this guy made what makes you beautiful and one thing and up all night and just has evolved into this very like compelling rock figure. So I'm all I'm all in on on Harry Styles. Like yeah. I I remember you know what it, it honestly was like. Um, it reminded me of um, one of my favorite albums of this decade is is the Lord album, and uh, yeah. I remember yeah. listening. Um, I remember going to the uh, Lord's label, their office in 2013, and listening to Pure Heroin. And being the same kind of skeptical beforehand, like, oh, like, Royals is a great song, and yeah. But, like, 
being blown away when I heard it like front to back. And I kind of felt the same way, maybe not like to that degree, but definitely like that kind of rush and, and excitement for uh, an artist that is kind of coming into their own. So what, what impressed me about Lord was how she was just clever beyond her years. I mean, in sm- I mean, that she, the lyrics yeah. that I just, I mean, I don't, some of the, I mean, like t- team was my favorite track from that record. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, I just, I just, I was, I got to interview her for that record and I just, I was amazed by her. I'm, it's interesting comparison though. I don't, I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know that much. I've never met Harry. I don't, I've never interviewed him. So I don't, I don't yeah. know, sort of really get his vibe. And he, I also feel like he's kind of, he's guarded to a degree that I, it's hard to kind of get, except that he's clearly a, a classic rock fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I think I even that, even like the kind of mystery aura yeah. that he has, the kind of like, detached like artist like musing about things is very like 70s british rock yeah. in itself like that's that's now what pop stars do nowadays like right. they don't maintain mystery but he is doing that yeah um and i think that seems very of much all like of them invitation. he was like the most kind of glowering and mis- mysterious right wasn't he or like, were they all or Zane, 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 was Zane was the most quiet but yeah. I, I think harry definitely like even when he talks like he I, and i mean this in a negative way he doesn't say much like right. his words are very like oblique um, yeah. Whereas Zane, like I've seen the One Direction documentary, like Zane talks very naturally about like being excited to, um, you know, buy a house for his family. Something like, you don't right. hear like normal everyday sort of comments from Harry. Like it's all very, um, you know, kind of ethereal, oblique. Wasn't he? Wasn't he always the one things. who kind of seemed to like hate hate doing press of the of the of the five of them the most? I mean, I I, I don't know him and Zane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't know if he's like the the next great hope for rock and roll. But um, I wouldn't even say that. <laughs> I, I'm very. <laughs> it's I, I've really gone so back and forth on Sign of the Times. Like at first, I thought it was a, like a too close of a ripoff to a variety of things, yeah. and then I kind of got into it. And and now I don't know. Like it's very catchy, and I I just I, I like the production. Yeah, I would say it's. I'm, I'm not. I'm not totally in on this yet. Wow. Um, but I'm very. I am like curious, which I guess in itself is a good thing. Like, I want to listen more because there's definitely something there that I need to like figure out. My question is, what? Let's place our bets right now. What year is Harry Styles headlining Coachella? I'm gonna say 2021. <laughs> John's giving me like the is serious. <laughs> <laughs> you guys talk about this. I don't, um, I don't know. I mean, man, I don't know. I guess he needs to have a couple more records away from that. No? Or maybe. I don't know. I'm going to say, yeah. I'm like half messing with you guys. Look, um. I was surprised. I mean, you know, there were a lot of haters complaining when Gaga took Beyonce's place in Coachella this year because we could talk another time about the degree to which Gaga has haters. And, you know, I feel like sometimes I've. I'm not a. I was going to say I'm her a lone defender, but I got a mon an army of, of of monsters behind me. But, but, uh, but no. I but I think Coachella is very. Coachella likes to indulge in this idea that it's still somehow this kind of alternative thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and clearly with their headliners, they're not. Yeah, I mean, not anymore. Right. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm, I, oh uh, yeah, no, nothing. I, yeah. I was just going to say. Um, let's uh, let's listen to. So wait, which which Harry song do you want yeah. to? Um, um, I really like. I love the studio version of uh, "Ever Since New York," which he did on SNL. It it sounds great studio version. So let's now let's that was the song that. that 
you correct me if I'm wrong. It was, was said to possibly be about uh, woman the, he walked to Central Park with once. I think so, but yeah. I'm not sure. Like I don't know if I can't say for sure, but I think I heard that about that song. I I didn't get it from the from the lyrics. But I love the fact that in that and Welcome to New York, we've got two people who haven't (laughs) spent much time in New York writing songs about New York. So I'm happy that our city can serve as a muse for virtual strangers. (laughs) That's always been New York's side. (laughs) No, we are. We're transient town. We are. Um, All right. Well, let's let's listen to it. Um, Sorry, wait, Jason, what's the name of the song? Ever Since New York. Ever Since New York, Harry Styles. Just pretend you do. All right, that was New Harry Styles. Um, next up, let's talk about, uh, this is one another one of your picks, John. It's Alex G. Or excuse me, is it, it's now Sandy, parentheses, Sandy, Sandy Alex Sandy G. Alex G. And Sandy Alex. the song ooh, is called ooh. Proud. Yeah, the song is called Proud. Uh, the album is called Rocket. And it's Rocket's definitely one of my favorite albums of the year. Great um, album, yeah. And, yeah, and it's it's so like all over the place in a really good way too. Like I'd say the first third of it is got this real rootsy kind of Americana-ish kind of vibe, um, and Proud would be in that group of tracks. Um, and um, Bobby, the first song that came out that was came out in the theme like March from the record is also just really sweet and violin. There's, there's fiddle on it. There's banjo on some of those tracks. Um, his girlfriend actually plays the violin on the on the record, and then it just kind of it kind of goes goes like takes this left turn about by the by about the fourth track called Witch, and which, I, mean, I think Witch is maybe my favorite track on the record. But um, there's one called Horse that's like kind of wacky and experimental. There's a track called Brick that's a, as close as to hardcore as Alex has ever gotten. I mean, it just it's it's. It's super, super wild and noisy and flaily and great. And then it kind of kind of quiets back down toward the end of the record, too. I just it's 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 amazing. I mean, the the kid is in kid. He's what is he? 22, <laughs> 30 Yeah, now? he's somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, actually, I think he might be 24, he's, which is Miley's age. So it's all comes, ah. all comes together. Um, uh, he's made, you know, he, he released a series of records on Bandcamp, like in his early years, um, in his early years when he was like mm-hmm. 16, um, but, uh, for like five years. And then his first record with Domino came out like two years ago. Yep. And, and then, so this is second with Domino and it just, he just gets, I, th- I just think his songwriting a, and then B for the last two records, he's worked with, um, Jacob from Unknown Mortal Orchestra as a, on the, on arrangements and mixing and, and mastering and I think that's made a difference too just in the, it, the records sound more polished but not in, not not overly so at all and uh, anyway I highly recommend Rocket so I don't really think I would I, I feel like you you kind of touched upon everything there yeah. I don't I don't really know what to add to it. yeah I, no I don't, don't be yeah. no I no you said it you said it very well I mean it's a it's a beautifully written album um, I loved his last one yeah. Uh, and yeah this one is just like I, I the only thing that that bugs me about it is that he changed his name. But, yeah, yeah. Do you know, we know why? Well, it's like a copyright. Yeah, I think it was a uh, not copyright, but there is uh, another Alex G. There's that another has, Alex G. That yeah. has been a sort of like a bit of a 
kind of bugaboo, I guess you could say, throughout the last few years since he's gotten more attention with the Domino thing. But um, I didn't know that that was – I've seen him address that issue before, <clears throat> but never like it, like it was a problem or a legal problem. Maybe now it is. But um, I actually hit up Domino before I came over here just to make sure – because I wondered whether he had addressed that the change yeah. – Yet and they said no, he hasn't talked about it yet, and he doesn't plan to in the near future. So, hmm. so I don't know. He the thing is, he had a song called Sandy like years ago. Yep. Um, I don't know what, and I don't even know what, what that was about. If there is a Sandy, I don't know. I don't know. Take his Danny Zuko. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry to be all well over done. the place today. No, that well was perfect. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, Grease reference. That's perfect opportunity <laughs> to toss to the song. Uh, Sandy Alex G. The song we are talking about is Proud. All right, that was new Alex G. Um, and that's what we got for this one. Ooh, but, ooh, uh, John, thank you so much for sure. stopping by. That was really yeah, awesome. Man, to hear about yeah, of course. Your Miley excursion. Yep, yep. She's going to be out there soon. I'm, I'm really excited Including for this Including a certain award show, if I'm not ooh, mistaken. That's true. Ooh. Billboard Music Awards. Yes, yes, she will be. She will be there performing yeah. Malibu. That's right. That's so, right. Uh, Very cool. Her first TV performance of it. And there's a little dance that goes. Did you see toward the end of the video? She does this like sort of like old Kind of like the Kind of, kind of like a boot dance. It's a jig a jig. Yeah. That's the word. A I jig. Totally, yeah, I totally and she, missed that. And when I was there with her, she's trying to teach it to me. I'm like, please don't try and get me to dance because I'm like. I, I'm a slow wow. learner. I mean, I can, but it just it's going to take me a minute. You don't seem like a river dancer like, type of person. <laughs> not, really, not really. Love it. Cool. Anyway. Um, cool. All right. Well, again, thanks for coming by, John. Sure. Jason, thank you as always. Of course, man. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you have thoughts on the songs we talked about or any recommendations for next week, uh, please hit us up on Twitter. Uh, and thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake. Except no substitute. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.